0: On top of my back sucking again, and on top of the pharmacy not having pharmaceutical products like a pharmacy should have all day, right? And my new dress not arriving, right? On top of all that, having had a rough couple weeks in a rough year overall, I thought, right, they're selling on sale this neck massager thing. And I never normally go for those sorts of things, folks. I never normally go for those sorts of things. But it was like more, it was like a 75% discount, and I'm like, fuck it. Back is in agony. I've been very conscious lately of how I tense my neck and shoulders. And in these trying times, no masseuse right now. So get it. Why not? Arrived without a power adapter. Hmm. So to answer your question, Conrad, no, I'm not having a groovy day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. No power adapter, right? <laughs> that's,
1: that's, yeah. <laughs>
0: you have no idea how stressed out that made
2: me. How stressed out the receipt of a massaging machine made me. <laughs> They're following the Apple, the Nintendo model. We're just going to start shipping your things, and you got to find your own plugs for them. I think I accidentally bought some sort of re- refurb job. The box was a fucking
0: shambles. It's cheap, but now I need to get a power adapter, or I'll just throw it straight in the bin with all the other things I thought would be nice to treat myself with. Uh... Also, right, if you have a if you have a pain <laughs> clinic, right, don't put it at the top of some steps. What are you playing at? (laughs) That does seem like a bad idea. Get a ramp in. Yeah, that's really
1: poorly considered. You know, because people might be in pain. They might have difficulty moving. You're saying there's no elevator. There has to have been an elevator you could have taken.
0: No, I mean, like it's not like a flight of stairs.
1: Oh, OK. But
2: it's like it's a it's a steep stepway, And I'm like, what the fuck? It's more steps than you want to deal with when you're having a bad pain day. Which is to
0: say any steps at all. Yeah. If only that was the only poorly thought out thing at that clinic. Fucking hell. But that's that's not for here.
2: No, what's for here is <sighs> video games because this is podquisition oh, season. Oh, Laura season four we've made it to episode 301 fuck off fuck off two no not even three minutes in let me have my time (laughs) okay fine you can have your turn back i'm just saying i'm just making it known why we're here i
0: don't have anything back to you laura (laughs) no no
2: no jim jim your your time's
0: not done apparently oh i'm laura i'm gonna make jimmy their words oh life's great when we're serving other people their words (laughs) Words <laughs> are delicious. Yum, oh, yum, 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 yum. I hate it. Oh, it tastes like crow. <laughs> Literally like... Oh, there's so many words. Why do I talk so much? I've got a giant... And the thing is, I'm miming it. I'm actually here miming a giant bowl with a spoon. <laughs> as I just go... Oh, oh, oh.
1: Crow's a bit gamey, so crow, we're on Crow's topic. hey <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> They're full of worms as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we got a bunch of shit to talk about this week Because last week we did we did the special week Where we talked about all the things from the past And we didn't talk about like games we've been playing that yeah. week Or news we, we got a big old week this week Lots of, lots, of, lots of stuff has occurred Well you
0: see last week I was going to do nothing but talk about Hades So this week I'm going to have to do nothing but talk about Hades If people thought the Bloodborne discussion was bad <laughs> back in the day You ain't fucking heard nothing yet Hades is the greatest game of all time
2: yeah, I, I, just, I th- all of us have just got Hades down this week. Is the thing we've played, and I've been able to work. Hades is real good. I've been able to work, so I've done nothing
0: but play Hades all week. And I tell you what, Hades is so good, I don't feel bad that I didn't work. Well, let's say this, right? Hades is so good, and YouTube is so bad. I didn't feel bad that I didn't work. <laughs>
2: Should we, should we explain what Hades is for anyone who has heard the name going around Twitter but has no idea what it actually is? I mean, we can do. It's, it's a roguelike.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's a roguelike. Structurally. But imagine this, right? Imagine if your roguelike also had an RPG that was basically made out of miniature RPG runs, right? Imagine that, if you will. Now imagine that all of the dialogue... And everything doesn't stop and somehow never gets boring. (laughs) That 60 runs in, you are still uncovering story, getting new incidental dialogue as you realise every fucker reacts to every fucking thing that happens.
2: Yeah, this, this game is ridiculously full of stuff. Yeah. Like when when we say this as a roguelike, don't picture something like The Binding of Isaac, where the the second that you finish a run, you mash A, get back into it, never stop playing. This is a very different pace of roguelike. Yeah, it's it's. I've been describing it as a it's a hack and slash RPG
0: that is made out of small roguelike RPGs, and it's brilliant. It's got lots of different weapons. If if you don't want the hack and slash, don't worry. There's a
2: gun. So you can shut your fucking mouth well, There's a gun that is an eagle That shoots missiles
0: <laughs> And when you think you've had enough, you can do things with The weapons to make them stronger And then they'll just turn into new fucking weapons Right? Yeah Right. It's the opposite of Fallout 76, right? Imagine a game that just keeps Developing and all the developments
2: are actually Good. The, the general Gist of this, if, you, if you're going in completely Blind, is you are the son of, of Hades, Lord of the Underworld You just don't want to be, you don't want to be in the underworld anymore so you've basically you know written a, le- a letter to your aunt and uncle up on Mount Olympus going hey hey can you help me get out of my shitty dad's apartment and they're all like yeah it's alright we'll, we'll We'll, help you move out we'll do the, the godly equivalent of you know making you a rental truck and getting you out of there you're just trying to get out of hell in isometric combat in between runs if you die you get pulled back to hell you start back at the beginning Um, you've got all these little characters in a hub world that you can interact with you've got like the ability to build up Relationship points With them all And they give you Little trinkets There's
0: friendships Yeah There's a friendship Like it's it's fairly rudimentary But the dialogue Is excellent So you know You're just unlocking More character development As you give gifts
2: But it's it's there And it's functional And it's compelling This might be A weird comparison to make But I keep thinking About Disco Elysium When I think about Hades' Ridiculous amounts of dialogue In that There is so much Well written dialogue In there That is always pertinent to the run you have just had in some way shape or form and I keep being consistently surprised by how how aware it seems to be of what I'm doing as I go oh yeah and I I mean that shouldn't necessarily be a surprise considering this came from the people that did like bastion they've clearly tried to do this kind of thing in the past but it is the most impressive a job they have done of it oh
0: yeah like I I played for I did run after run after run after run after run and then got to it I won't do spoilers but I hadn't gone to a particular fight with um a certain uh power-up equipped Mm. and it was a certain type of power-up equipped and then when i deployed it was the, the 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 call the the big spell yeah um and i hadn't done it in that type of fight before and i did it and not only did the 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 enemy respond to me using it they responded to the exact god that spell corresponded to. Yeah. And then muttered something about their relationship with that god. The power-ups, by the way, are given to you by the different Olympians um, with various themes, like Ares, the god of war, gives you abilities that cast doom, which is like a delayed extra damage. Uh, Hermes gives you, like, extra speed and extra dashes. Dionysus gives people hangovers, which cause damage. Dionysus is, like, the
2: best.
1: Athena gives deflect, which... Is the shit?
2: Oh yeah, Deflect is very, very good. The, the the best three for me, totally, in terms of like mechanics, are Dionysus, um, the Deflect off Athena, and what's the ice one's name? Demetra. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Demeter. Demeter. That the combination of those three works super nicely together. There's some good, like every single
0: one except. Artemis doesn't quite grab me just because it's just straightforward damage scaling and crits. Like, there's not nothing really juicy there. Yeah. Um, although, the ability she can give you that fires a little arrow every time you score a hit is very fun. But I think she also can mix her abilities with Zeus to create one where when you throw your spells and they leave those little crystals to pick up to recharge your spells, if you don't pick them up, they will just cast lightning everywhere. And... With the right upgrades, that thing is ridiculous. By the way, I realise if you haven't played the game, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So the different power upgrades you get come from gods. Now, if, say, you got some power-ups from Poseidon and that, by the way, gives you water damage, which knocks enemies back, Then you get your next power-up, you meet, you know, Ares or or Athena or what have you, and they might comment on the fact that you met that other god. Yeah. Which is is itself cool. And then you just keep playing, and then at one point, one god will be like, oh, hey, I see you got that power-up from from someone. And then that person who got mentioned will pop up and say, yes, they did. (laughs) And then they say, cool, now have a completely new power-up that is a combination of... Two of ours. (laughs) And it's some brand new power-up that's... It's not even like a combo of two existing power-ups. It's a whole new one that's themed around them both. It's...
2: it never stops. It's it's such a ridiculous amount of oh and oh and more new oh and more new stuff. It's frustrating <laughs> for me to talk about it because, because I don't know, it's like trying to climb a mountain
0: covered in soap. Like I don't know where to get a purchase on the conversation to start and say, here is where this game begins.
2: I've I've managed to coalesce like one proper thought about this game of why I think it's grabbing me so much. Um One thing I think this really benefits from when compared to other roguelikes that I have enjoyed in the past, particularly like, say, Binding of Isaac or Dead Cells, is that Hades gives you much more ability to control the sort of things you get at the start of your loadout. And it, as a result, feels a lot less randomized. Uh, it, It feels a lot less like, oh, God, I've gone through the first three floors and I have nothing that is how I like to play. Yeah. This is why I emphasize the RPG thing.
1: Mm. It's one of those that has the loadout. Yes. And the loadout can make a huge amount of difference. And, you know, uh, getting the the loadout in Dead Cells as a result of being able to have custom games really changes the dynamic of playing Dead Cells. Uh, Wizard of Legend uh, has a, a loadout system that's pretty good um, that helps a lot. Um So you get some of these roguelikes that have that element and really do benefit from it. And this one is almost entirely reliant on it. Because while there are a lot of abilities that you get, you are sort of limited very much in what you have access to in each run in a lot of ways. Because you're only going to get access to certain gods. And of those gods, you're only going to get access to certain of the boons that they might grant you. They're kind of come at different rarities, they're going to have levels. So there's a lot of like variants, but it's very sort of focused And directed through play
2: Well what I think really Helps is like obviously you start The run with a set weapon that you choose From your unlocked set of weapons so it's Not like oh I like to play with uh, Pole arms but I haven't I didn't Find the pole arm on this run then Optionally you can get these upgrades That will be like hey so let's say when I Start the first floor I'm most likely To find a Dionysus Upgrade and let's say that's the thing That you want to get on the first floor You can make it pretty likely that within the first Couple of rooms you will encounter a Dionysus room By equipping this trinket You can do things basically to Give yourself a good start on the kind Of build you'd like to have Mm -hmm. Yeah so like I like to play With Dionysus and Athena's upgrades So what I'll tend to do is I'll pick the fists That I like using as a weapon I'll select this little Dionysus trinket so that I'll probably get a Dionysus upgrade on on the first the first floor then between floors you can swap out your trinket so I'll swap to an Athena one and go right second floor let's get an Athena upgrade once I've got both of those between the next floor maybe I'll I'll swap into a health one because I've got the the loadout I want now and I just want to be a bit tankier if I'm getting toward a really tough end boss I'll swap it out maybe I'll get an extra revival on that yeah It lets you every time you complete a floor go, what do I need right now? And increase your odds of getting that. Unlike other roguelikes, it expects
0: you to take damage. It expects you to need to change how you approach things going forward and gives you options to do that.
1: That's how the whole game works. It's an endurance trial. There's very little health reward throughout it. Mm. And so having a strategy to go into it that you know that you're going to be able to resist or avoid damage is basically the key to progress
0: i disagree with that actually really i just think yeah i, yeah. I find healing a, like this is why i said the game expects you to take damage um so long as you you you're wary of of your gold and and where the rewards are i find myself finding it fairly easy to stay topped up top health wise
2: i i'll say like I can usually keep enough health so that when I get to a health thing, I can top myself up. But like you will go multiple rooms in a row with, unless you've, you've specked out specifically to get health upgrades, Mm -hmm. you can go room after room after room and never see a bit of health. And like, you can go quite reasonable stretches between.
1: And and, and another thing too, is it may be a later game benefit that you're experiencing That I've only run. I'm in the middle of my 15th run right now. Yeah. So I'm going to build up some more stuff. I'm getting, you know, three health per room as I transition. I'm finding the occasional fountain, but I'm not finding fountains to buy from like every. Five rooms, even. Um, I mean, I'm
0: not saying it's that common either. I'm just saying, like, like compared to some games... Sure. I I don't feel like it's an endurance run for me. I feel like there are moments where I'm hanging on. I mean, it's not Darkest Dungeons, certainly. Yeah. But for me, it's it's less about endurance and more about uh, the ability to... Uh, deal with a problem on the fly. Yeah. By selling things, because you get options to sell some of your upgrades and buy things from Karen's shop, all those little shopping wells, and to change your keepsakes and, and things yeah. in between floors. Um, to me, they, and, and one late game bonus you can get is as you go on, you will soon, uh, you'll start to get the ability to re roll some rewards and stuff. Yeah. To really. Uh, customise what you want. And I think, because I saw some people in my reply, certainly, they're a bit disappointed in that, because, and this is why I'm trying to really nail down a good description of it, because some people will go in expecting a straightforward, harsh, punishing roguelike, and this is not that. Yeah, This is... This
2: is an RPG that draws very, very
0: heavily from the roguelike structure.
2: Yeah. If you want it to go more in that RPG direction, um, I don't know if it's in there yet or if, uh, if it's being added, but they've got something called Godhood Mode. It's, I've not used it, but I've seen it in the options. It is there. Yeah. Uh, the the short version is, it, it's, it's not like, ah, oh, this is easy mode. It's basically, as you play, you will gain experience and level up and your damage numbers will go up slightly and your damage you take will go down slightly and it will basically give You an RPG leveling system So that it will get You will get rewarded With slightly easier play Because you played more of it And think
0: about that right Yeah This game has so much shit Going into it That an RPG leveling system Is nowhere near important enough To be anything other than An accessibility option It's got too much else going for it You don't need it This game's brilliant I think that's why I I, It's fine (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I I legitimately feel like it's fine. I'm I'm playing it still. I'm not dis I'm not it's not that I'm not enjoying the experience But I think one of the things that I find so attractive about the roguelike design philosophy is that it feels like a small investment every time I play it. This feels like me making a tiny contribution to a very large investment, and I don't know how interested I am in making large investments in video games anymore, but I am still playing it. It is fun. Uh, I just wish it didn't feel like I was building to something in terms of rewards so much as building to something something in terms of skill and i am getting both out of it i just it feels very long to me
0: and I, and I think that's that's why the rpg thing is important to emphasize as, again because it's oh you're right yes 100 percent. this is a, a story driven experience and and god i can't go too far into it here because mm. i don't want to spoil too much but they took the nature of a roguelike and they turned it into their own fucking greek tragedy like the whole nature of what Zagreus, the main character is doing is exactly the kind of shit that you would read in in like old mythology tales this going to do the same thing to achieve this one thing briefly over and over and over it's and and it it, and and hell just the, the very nature of a roguelike is baked into this game's story every time you die that's not Uh, that's canon Mm. because you're in the underworld you die you're resurrected back in a pool of blood in front of your dad who's a passive aggressive shit dad who's behind (laughs) his desk doing admin who just makes (laughs) offhand (laughs) shitty comments when you resurrect (laughs) and 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 you carry on and when you when you die it only builds because you come back and you're in this hub world there's a little lounge with a fucking building system you can you can spend materials and again it's rudimentary it's mostly cosmetic stuff and it, and it's not super deep and customizable it feels really unnecessary conrad thinks it's unnecessary uh, i however have built a knife rack, <laughs> and and there's fishing. <laughs> Conrad, I don't even think you got to fishing. No,
1: I haven't gotten there's the fishing. fishing. No,
0: the fishing's great. And here's the thing. Like, I'm normally one to call out if a game's trying to do too much. You're doing too much, too fast. It's beyond your capabilities. Everything Hades does, in my opinion, is top-notch. Even if it's rudimentary, it's still, I mean, if you're... The lounge area... <laughs> <laughs> Starts off, in this is a super giant game Everything looks pretty fucking gorgeous And you're spending money To just make the hub area more and more gorgeous And that's not to say there aren't other things That have gameplay benefits in there You can build fountains that heal you And put them in the dungeon You can build uh, What else can you do? um Challenge rooms, what? yeah, the the portals that make
2: things oh more difficult, God. but for a reward and stuff, and oh, did two of that, yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, there there are like five things. That have some sort of value, I
0: think, that you can unlock. There's, there's an entire storyline built into it. There's a storyline built into
2: fucking everything in this game. (laughs) That's, that's the thing. Is it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess around and buy some stupid furniture for no reason. Oh, 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 oh. There's this plot associated with the fact that I bought a new fucking armchair. Sure, cool. Give it to me.
0: (laughs) And the thing is, I understand that turning some people off. Ordinarily, that would turn me off. But there is this. Everything is top tier and the writing is so good the presentation is
1: excellent there's no argument there
0: i die in this game and unlike other games where you immediately go back in as laura said you go into this hub world now i will spend usually around five minutes in there five minutes between runs in a roguelike is a long fucking time i should be furious i am ecstatic something is wrong But the game is very right. I spent 40 seconds there. Tops.
2: Damn you. See, that's that is a very fundamental difference between how we are yes. wanting to experience it. Conrad, you come in round for AEW tonight.
0: Yeah. Cool. I've got some pearls that I'm just gonna toss in front of you.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that, that I think that's inherently the, the thing that's gonna make or break whether this is whether you think this is oh this is a it's a good, it's a fine, good game, or like this is fucking amazing, is how much You want to interact with these NPCs in between runs and do all the bullshit that they layer in. It's weird, too. Like, I used to be super into Greek mythology, and it's not that this isn't
1: interesting to me. I'm just not compelled to consume it because my general mode of this is, well, I want to finish the game. You know, and and Supergiant games are made to be explored, uh, probably in a way that I don't have the patience for anymore. Mm -hmm. But it's very, very, very well made, and people should play it.
0: I'm, I'm saddened you, and you know, all jokes aside, I am saddened you don't enjoy it as much, Conrad, because I really did think, um, and I hope this would be up your alley. Yeah, I mean, the gameplay is, pretty good yeah we haven't even talked about that the actual gameplay the the, the moment-to-moment combat which is good yeah
1: yeah it's it's solid there's a lot of good enemy variety in there that like the enemies are very distinct in what they do but there's a good range between brutes and you know little enemies and the visual design is good the dodging feels tight the timing on the attacks is
0: good the stat increases feel significant the power-ups are great like even the ones I don't like, like Artemis, as I said, is just very straight vanilla damage. Everything is useful. Yeah. Sometimes not optimal for each different weapon type. There are some, you know, pairings that are almost overpowered, but that's like the roguelike nature.
2: There's no god that feels like the fucking Binding of Isaac's soy milk tears or whatever they are.
0: Yeah. There's no soy milk.
1: <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to give the impression that I, you know, don't think this is a really great game because... <laughs> It clearly is and it's just not hitting me I think in the way sure, yeah. that I Want it I would want it to
0: now, That's how I felt about like all other super giant games I've enjoyed mm-hmm. each One more and more but I was that I was that person
2: about Bastion
1: Yeah and I'm still there with them I Think and maybe that's where I'll always Be but that's alright they make good stuff
2: I've liked theirs consistently More over time and this is the first One that I'm like yeah this might Be game of the year material yeah
0: that's it like bastion felt to me like a bit like a browser game with with very nice presentation
2: it was a it was a great concept didn't really love the execution yeah then there was that other one uh transistor there was one i'm sure there was one before transistor what was there and uh, there may not have been was it was a pyre a uh, pyre came off pyre came after transistor okay so
0: maybe transistor was the second one then so it was bastion wasn't too fond transistor quite liked felt like I'd sort of already cottoned onto the fact that they get some really nice music yes. and use that to convince us that what they're doing is heartbreaking, brilliant writing. <laughs> um, then Pyre was, I thought was very good. And this one I think is brilliant. And at last, the writing is on par with the music. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the writing this time, the music is really good in Hades, but it's. I don't think it's as prominent as in previous games. But that's fine because this time it doesn't have to be. Aww. This
2: time the writing stands up on its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I've been really enjoying all of the characterization of all of the gods. I think mm-hmm. they are incredibly charmingly written. They're, they're how you expect them to be. Yeah. They've, they've not watered down the. Differences between them, which is nice, and they they haven't gone too far with it. Like
0: Ares is not, you know, big, screamy, warmonger. He's more just sort of this cocksure, arrogant, loves war, loves death. Yeah, reminds you frequently how much he loves it. But he, he almost with this sort of gentlemanly air to it. Uh, Poseidon is great. He's just your yeah, sh- yeah, cringy uncle with his bad jokes. <laughs> Zeus is an arrogant, just. An Arrogant uh, piece of shit, and because it's Greek mythology, like even though the gods are on your side and helping you out, it s- still sp- spends the required amount of time reminding you that all gods, all gods in Greek mythology, are assholes, which is always important to emphasize. Oh yeah, they'll all t- they'll all turn on you when it's not convenient. Like you can't rely on any of them. Well, that's that's what's so good about it. Is whenever I see Greek mythology, I'm like, right, they better remind me they're bastards. Because It's the best bit. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, they're all really helpful. There's some little undertones that they might not be all on the level. And then you get to a room where there are two power-ups to choose from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one symbol of one garden, one symbol of another garden. You pick one, and then the other one gets jealous and goes all Greek mythology on you and sends enemies after you. And then when you, if you win... They will say, Oh, hey, I was just kidding, and then give you the power up. <laughs> this game's really good. Alright, I'm glad we've come to some sort of an agreement on this. Yeah. Well, the game's good, Conrad, which I think we all. No. Oh yeah. 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 Game's good.
2: We're gonna keep talking about how it's good though, because we we found one game that we actually the the at least two of us have a lot to say about, and all of us like and have played. Yeah. And for a f- it means for a few weeks, no one will shout when we talk about things that aren't video games for too long, because we did do that like half an hour about about this game.
0: It's too spoilery for me to tell you what they do with the Bone Hydra post game, but my <laughs> God, it's such a little thing that it's. Uh... Oh, this game, not only... Like, as if all of... As if the, the rock-solid hack-and-slash gameplay and the RPG mechanics that just... Systems upon systems, but all of them... Fun and straightforward, and introduced as you go along, so you don't feel overwhelmed. But on top of all
2: of that, there are little meta touches as well. Mm. So before we move on onto the not Hades things for this week, what? I have to ask you, Jim. In terms of in terms of my build, I'm uh, I'm pretty good with how, how my build's going in Hades. I like the fists. I like the power up that you can get for the fists, where like your, your heavy attack pulls them into you, uh, so that like they they sort of magnetize to you. I like doing my dash into the light attacks maybe with Dionysus on so that I can get up to, like, level five hangover real quick. Mm-hmm. I found zero use for the casting spells. I never use the, the the cast, the gems, the s- spells. Really? Yeah.
1: M- me either. Jim, I've watched play and uses them all the
2: t- fucking time. Yeah. I love them. This, this is what I was going to ask is, like, what... What purpose do you find for them, and when are they useful? Because I just, my my entire build is dash in, do big hit, uh, do multiple hits, dash out before they can hit me, and like I'm in and fucking out. It
0: depends. It depends. Um, I mean, I mean, just like there's a build you can get where you can send the spells. Basically, for for those listening, you. Your uh, magic points are little crystals that you shoot. And when you shoot them, if they're powered by a god, they will create different spells. Yeah. And those spells will then embed inside whatever you shot and will eventually the crystal will pop back out and you can get it back. One build that's possible to do is one where it causes damage when the crystal pops out. You can get an upgrade that makes them pop out quicker and an upgrade that makes them strike lightning wherever they land and just keep doing it. Uh. That was a very good time for me. Um, but, but you know, each god has their own cast and their own different uses, um, and it depends what weapon you've got or what you're
2: doing. Yeah, I think I think part of the problem maybe is I'm just not picking... Because the base use of the spell seems kind of worthless, I've not been buying many of the upgrades for it, right? and as such, I've not been seeing much of a variety of... What they can actually do—that might be it. Because when, if you if you invest just a little in them, they can be
0: really yeah. Uh, and they're they're often good if you pick one from a god that you don't have. Not always the case, but say you've got a really good um, you're using the fists and you you're doing something that's really good at individuals but you don't have much crowd clearing if you got zeus's chain lightning mm. and you throw that out and i like to throw most of the time all three of my spells out at once and that will just with the right build that can devastate an entire group
2: okay okay i
0: i i I'm, i might have to give that a try demeter's are very good demeter I, i'm never bloody read the ice. the ice the ice lady yeah you can cast a crystal that fires a beam basically like those enemy crystals that just shoot beams you throw all three of those down at once and if you're upgraded enough you can just watch a boss's health just just <sighs> oh, sink. that that does sound really nice, actually. Like like the like-to-dislike ratio on a video where I said something in favour of trans people. You can just watch that meter.
2: <laughs> just go whoosh. Ah. Uh. Right. So other than Hades, there were some things this week that were like newsy type things that, that we probably want to talk about, I guess.
1: Uh, if we have to.
2: And we didn't even get to summons! Sorry, carry on. Um... So things that happened in the couple of weeks since we last talked about the news, we kind of vaguely mentioned this the other week, but Microsoft just bought Bethesda for seven and a half billion dollars
1: yeah yeah they just bought a huge lead in the game subscription service competition
2: yeah well like that's, that's not even the like the, the first thing recently they've added as a value add to game pass I wish before buying Zenimax Microsoft had done a
0: Zenimax <laughs> and tried to run Zenimax out of business first and then got them for a song that would have been nice <laughs>
1: no because then they don't get to swing their you know
0: 7.5 billion dollar dick around that is true it's a big dick for that many billions it is a
2: big dick Huge, it is stuffed with money I've seen a lot of, like, there's there's obviously a lot of questions of, you know, are they or are they not going to release Bethesda games on other platforms of course and they are They're being, they're being, I've seen both arguments made by people who are very confident one or the other will be true That's the trivial concern Yeah But it's the gamer concern, so we will discuss it I, I mean, it's Here's the thing, it would make sense for them to do so That is a lot of money on the table But also if you look at the other studios they've bought They tend to like to bring stuff to the Switch Because they don't see it as a competitor They don't tend to bring their stuff to PlayStation They
0: can't lose They could hoard it and try and sell consoles They could sell it and sell a bunch of games Send it to PlayStation, never reduce the price
1: Mm. Just pull a fucking Nintendo Keep their keep the party you know the properties that you own keep them at a $59.99 or 69.99 retail if that's what it's going to be on that platform and you can undercut yourself and bring people into your service and bring people onto your platform it's yeah no don't waste the opportunity
0: and when you combine that with with their methods of trying to bring their platform to people as well as trying to bring people to their platform Mm -hmm. i gotta say like I'm scared of it because I'm always scared of a big corporation making huge gains, but Microsoft's kind of got this shit on lock right now. Like, this is all very strong.
2: They know what the fuck they are doing. Like, it's no accident that this got announced, like, the day before the new Xboxes went on pre-order. Oh, of course, yeah.
1: Like Mitch McConnell installing a Supreme Court justice. This shit's over. (laughs) Sorry. Did I bring the mood down?
2: (laughs) But, yeah, it's, Microsoft have that problem where they don't have enough first party software to get people excited, and this, this is a name that you can drop where people will pay attention. And much, much like the fact that, um game pass now has all of ea's games if you care about ea games all of those come with game pass now now all bethesda games come with game pass that subscription's got to go up in price at some point because every microsoft first party game and every ea game and every bethesda game on day one in a subscription is pretty big deal
1: well there's there's two ways you can go with it you can either raise the price or raise the volume and they absolutely can raise the volume big. So this actually could give them an opportunity to delay increasing the price of Game Pass significantly.
2: You, you might be right, because in the uh, I saw a statistic today. In the last five months, they have had a 50% increase in the install base on Game Pass. Huck like no. Game Pass has grown a lot in the last few months. It's come to mobile recently as
1: well. And and it just came out of beta and the, the price for basic Game Pass just went from five to 10. So, mm. uh, and $10 is, I still think, an enormous value for consumers when it comes to the product offering that they're making so
2: if you want to get two games on launch day in a year you've probably made your money's worth basically here's here's how it
0: shakes down listeners Microsoft right now is really like like ridiculously phenomenally rich and powerful Mm -hmm. but still has some competition enough to worry about now's the time to get in on that ecosystem before they get a monopoly and fuck you over enjoy it right now because things won't get better than this they are going to be able to let me say still offer a really good deal on game pass because they can afford it and because they want to undercut the competition once the competition is gone the party's over. They're gonna squeeze and twist. But for right now, right now we're gonna have a nice little party to start this generation off. I think. Let's just squeeze and twist slowly. Oh yeah. Are we doing podquisition or is this our JRI session <laughs> we were gonna do later?
1: <laughs> Look, I almost asked why Jonathan wasn't a bone hydra a minute ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I'll tell you this, right? Hmm? Fucking hell. You just reminded me. uh, uh, All the other things I've been complaining about, right? The fucking... The little machine in my bone broke. I've had to send that back three days out from warranty. So to answer your question, Conrad, no. Not everything is swell in the... In the... (laughs) Hizzy...
1: What else we got, Laura?
2: Other things that happened uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, th- this story comes in two parts. Let's start with the with the first part that was like a week earlier. Michelle Ancel of Ubisoft, who's been there for like 20 years, big luminary man at, at Ubisoft, decided out of nowhere to leave the company after 20 years and to go just go work in an animal sanctuary or something, you know? Well...
1: You know, he's been working at he's been developing this animal sanctuary for, you know, probably as long, if not longer than he's been working on Beyond Good and Evil, too. And I'm sure it just came to an inflection point where they had to decide, look, what's more important, <laughs> spreading my environmentalist message or actually doing the work? And you know what? I have a whole lot of respect for Michelle Ansel for making this decision Absolutely. and sort of sure. stepping away from this executive leadership role that they so enjoyed and and getting their hands Dirty.
0: I also think it's a very good move. It's a very shrewd move for any in, like like influential figure in the game industry to go from a workplace where you know. People talk to one where they can't, because they're animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's interfered with any animals. Why? Oh, hang on. Wait a second. Is there something I don't know?
2: I, I'm just saying. Is there
1: some information I've been made unaware of?
2: Oh, definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. It's definitely not in any way suspicious that this man who has finally got his passion project, Beyond Good and Evil Two, green there after years. The the thing that he's been the only person at Ubisoft who cares about for decades. And then he walks away before the project's done, and that's not suspicious at all. Makes sense to me. Oh, oh, wait. A week later, a French newspaper reported that, hey, at the time that he left Ubisoft, we were in the middle, and he knew about this, we were in the middle of investigating him for reports of toxic workplace management. Oops! And it just so happens, coincidentally, that his 20-year career ended. You know, he just decided to leave. At the moment he discovered he was being investigated for toxic workplace management. Oops. but who are definitely not connected. Gasp. It's fake news. If you Jums. ask him, it's fake news. Uh-oh. Oh Uh-oh, gasp. I'm I'm stunned and shocked
1: by this revelation.
0: Well look, let's let's peel back the curtain a little bit here. And let's 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 <laughs> not be smug about this. No, it sucks actually, because I really would have
1: preferred for this uh, of them. I mean, it's obvious that yes, of course, it permeates every level of it, but you know
0: There is nothing to suggest that anyone would just leave Ubisoft under a, a cloud, for one thing. Mm-hmm. No, I don't remember anyone ever being fired from there for bad behaviour, do you? No. You hate to see it happen to such a talent. Let's not, like, assume that someone leaving Ubisoft is because of something bad. Also, who is this... What is this rag that published this? Is it Liberation? It's it's Liberation. Oh, the, the, the ones that reported accurately the... The last wave of allegations. are oh, okay.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I believe they were. They were involved in all the stuff about um, heavy rain. Uh, what, what's their studio called? Um, Quantic Dream. Basically, if something fucked up's gone on in French game development, Liberation's basically been there to report on it. They are a very reputable French media outlet for what is going on in French games' existence. Now, the headline. The headline I saw about this was that Michelle Ansel
0: denies leaving Ubisoft over uh, Liberation Report, which to me just says, oh, well, he's denying he left because of the report, not because of what he did.
1: Well, yeah, but the report hadn't come out yet when he left,
2: yeah. so... He- he, he admits that, like, oh, yes, I was aware th- at that moment that they were investigating me for toxic workplace behavior, but th- that's not why I left. I was already planning to leave. Well,
1: yeah, OK, so he was planning. He, so wait, hang on. he left because of the newspaper planning to expose the report or... Left because the internal investigation Because I think it's the newspaper that was the larger threat There's no concern from an internal investigation at Ubisoft, clearly No,
2: there was, there was Apparently it was neither of those It wasn't the newspaper either He just decided He was aware that the newspaper was investigating him He knew that the newspaper were going to talk about this That was in no way a factor in him deciding to leave, apparently
0: Huh well, I, for one, believe him. Well, here's the thing. Let's, let's, let's believe him. Let's say, okay, Michelle, we believe you. You didn't quit Ubisoft because Liberation was about to publish a report on your uh, toxic management style. Now, about your toxic management style, Mr. Adsell. We should probably talk about what's in that report. I think that, I think that bit is more... Important than why he left
2: Ubisoft I think Mm.
0: that doesn't change what he did while he was there
2: Yeah let's talk about the stuff that he allegedly did while he was there So according to uh, Liberation's report Uh, Oncel would repeatedly throw out Entire huge chunks of developer work On Beyond Good and Evil 2 With absolutely no warning Um, Apparently he would wildly change his mind About what the game was going to be On the flip of a hat Mm -hmm. Without talking to anyone He'd like tell people Go develop the game like this And praise them And be like yeah you're doing really great work and then turn around and start, like, completely berating them and going, why the fuck have you made it like this? This is terrible. You, you, this is not what the game's going to be. Throw out all your work. This is crunch culture, by the way. This is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's, that's the crux of it, is that he was just making it a miserable fucking place to work because he couldn't make up his mind what the game was. And the fact that he couldn't make his mind up on what the game should be became everyone else's problem. He would... He would tell them to do a thing, praise them for doing it And then change his mind and hate you Why the fuck did you do what I told you to do? Like, that's that's the gist of it <laughs> Here's what I find interesting about
0: that Is often, often when a game's been in development And on and off again as long as Beyond Good and Evil 2 has been mm. It's very easy to point at the publisher itself And say, you know, the executives have been fucking around Dragging their heels, meddling That's often the case, we saw a lot of that with Anthem um, but here it's like, okay, it looks like it's more of a lone creative is the reason Beyond Good and Evil 2 is such a mess. We can't really shit all over Ubisoft for that. However, then we remember that Michelle Ancel uh, is seemingly an abuser in a company that was coddling abusers. So it's still
2: Ubisoft as a, as a corporate... Culture's fault. Also, it's Ubisoft as a corporate culture's fault but because um, it, it seems from the Liberation Report that there was an internal investigation that was going on that did bring this to light, mm-hmm. and then the internal investigation got dropped because Oncel is very good friends with Yves Guillemot, yeah. and according to Liberation's report, Eve's was basically like, hey, stop investigating my friend and what he's mm-hmm. doing. Just let him have his little corner of the studio. Yeah, it's almost as if that's
0: how this shit happened. It's almost as if Yves Jamo being a friend to all of these fuckboys is how all of these fuckboys got to continue being fuckboys be Ubisoft. Yeah. And Yves st- is still trying to move past this without
2: having to answer anything about how much he knew Yeah like this liberation report in particular is like Oh this is a direct accusation of You knew about what Ansel was doing And turned a blind eye to it Of course he did That you turned a blind eye to it And it had to come to a newspaper Threatening to report on it Before anything happened yeah. And here's the thing right This is, some people try
0: and do this to stop me Focusing on Ubisoft oh, it, This happens everywhere First of all, yes mm-hmm. yeah. Second of all Doesn't make it okay. Makes it worse. And third of all, I was so busy focused on how emphatically I was going to say it. I can't remember what I was going to (laughs) say. Ubisoft
2: is bullshit. It is. It's it's just that. Yeah. So. Beyond Good and Evil 2 ain't ever fucking happening. No. It's never gonna fucking happen. Then fine. I'm never getting... I, here's the thing. I'm never I'm never getting that game. I didn't even want the version they seem to be making, but it's never fucking happening.
1: has it Beyond Good and Evil 2 hurt enough people already? Just let it go.
2: I will say, I have seen some people make the argument and maybe... That
0: was the point I was gonna make. Oh, yeah, okay. Yes, it does happen everywhere. And... No, we don't find out about it until newspapers and things start reporting on it. Which is why we need a full and frank, and I've said this before, not just in Ubisoft, we need a full and frank independent investigation of the entire mainstream video game industry. That's the point I was going to make. That's a good when point. When people say, oh, this happens everywhere. Stop focusing on Ubisoft. You know what? First of all, we must focus on Ubisoft because even by the game industry standards, it's shit there. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not... It, it's baked in so much that multiple executives were doing it.
2: But also, don't worry, we're going to talk about another company oh, this yeah. week as well that also did bullshit. Because well, the only reason we're talking about Ubisoft so much is because they we keep learning stuff about them. And,
0: and, and, and more will come. Yeah, I've said th- I said this right yeah. at the beginning, didn't I? I said more will come, and and I still say it. Yeah. And I know that both of you know it as well. No, yes. Don't, we're not just guessing. Yeah. We know yeah. more will come. Ubisoft is especially awful, but that doesn't mean the awfulness they do is not rife within the industry all over the place indeed there are still so many stones and so many bugs scuttling around under them and that's a lot of what i was i was saying last year when i was saying about you know look at all the openly shady shit that goes on in the game industry and just you wait until we see the underbelly and in 2020 we are like we are seeing it not all of it but but what we're seeing is grotesque, and at some point we need to just not just look at like tip tip it over and look at the underbelly, we need to gouge that fucking thing out and fill it with cement and then push it in a river.
2: <laughs> as as a side note, um I've completely forgotten where I was going with that, give me a sec. Um how dare you start a sentence not <laughs> And forget
0: where you were going with it. That's the kind of unprofessional behaviour we will not stand um, for on the proposition. I remember. Ooh. I've
2: remembered. I've remembered now. Um, yeah. This, this, ex- the, the, the one of the big reasons why I am so ready to believe this, this report from Liberation, is it makes so much sense out of why Beyond Good and Evil Two has suddenly dropped off the radar and has shown up at none of this year's Ubisoft many, many live yeah. streams, not even in CGI trailer form. Do we think it's just like they're just going to scrap it? I, I think. That like that's yeah. At, At the very least I think that I would say at the time when all of this shit Started to blow up it seems pretty clear That by then they already knew that there were Serious problems with the development of Beyond Good and Evil 2 which This report about Oncel being a toxic workplace leader who couldn't decide what that game should be would make a lot of sense out of that. It sounds like they've done less work on it than like Anthem did in its first several years. I feel like it either goes one of two ways. Either they cancel it entirely because Oncel is no longer there to beg for it to be made, Or its development improves because they go, fuck it, let's just put someone generic that's not on sale on it and make something we can release. The problem there is they all say, fuck it, let's put someone else from Ubisoft onto this,
0: which is no guarantee
2: it'll be better. Not necessarily better, but that it will reach a completed state. Like, I'm sure they could probably put someone in who would have an idea and would see it through. And I'm not saying that would make it good. Yeah. But it's going to go either of two ways. It's either going to release very quickly because they suddenly realise like, oh, we can just make it be a Ubisoft game and it'll be fine. Or it will get canned entirely. There's no in-between. I think it depends on how much usable work they've actually got right now. I said
0: earlier that I, I, I think I implied they didn't work very hard on it. I should have said work kept rather than work done on anthem and beyond good and evil too
2: i'm i'm willing to believe that that game never got further than what we saw at last yeah. year's e3 because like the big thing as someone that was following it for a while is they were meant to have a thing called beyond good and evil fan fest which was going to be in i think it was january 2020 and it was going to be the first time that they were going to like let Members of the public, like people go hands on with a build And that never materialised And I get it, it didn't happen later in 2020 because of Covid But everyone kept waiting for like Oh they've got their Space Monkey reports, their live streams At some point they're going to do a live stream and show Here's how development's going Because if you look in 2019 Every six weeks to two months they had a live stream showing how progress was going And in 2020 they just fucking stopped Yeah and I'm like, I'm pretty sure early 2020, that game just completely stalled and no progress happened. Because they, they were so eager to show every tiny update they did and then nothing. I mean, how much gameplay did we see? Uh, we saw a lot of like, here is an open sandbox, uh, like a sandbox environment that we won't let you, we won't travel very far from the one space we're in. Okay. We saw We saw some combat. And we saw how the flying mechanic works But we never saw any gameplay section That was let's say More than five minutes of uninterrupted Go from a place to a place to a place Continue, like, yeah. they never showed More than a five minute chunk of game Like, the most gameplay chunk they showed was Here is a room, we do a bunch of fighting In the room, and that's about it okay, yeah. they, they never showed anything that was like This is what you would see on a show floor demo sure. There was sure. never, not even the Vertical slice, there was never a vertical Slice shown
0: No, it, it, it's the it's the equivalent of what they show executives When they want money for a project Yeah, um, I'd love to I mean, it would involve talking to people, current and former uh, Ubisoft people, um, in influential positions, so it's not a, a particularly edifying task. But I would love to know about Beyond Good and Evil 2's development, not so much oh. this, this current, whatever this Beyond Good and Evil 2 the past couple of years has been. I want to know what, just what the fuck's mm. been going on with Ansel and Ubisoft since, yeah. I want to say, 2007. Seven.
2: Two thousand seven was when we got that first like something like, it that. like it was going to be seven, a direct, Two thousand seven, I believe, was the direct sequel trailer of yeah. uh, Jade and Page on the on the side of the road.
0: Because I still remember, yeah, intermittently for like every few years since they showed that. We would get Beyond Good and Evil 2
2: development is starting
0: and, and that was several times And I'm like, how many times does something have to start?
2: Did you ever see the footage that was leaked of what was clearly like a vertical slice Or a um, pitching t- trailer That was much more traditionally It was Jade doing some like parkour through mm-hmm. some city streets that sort of um... I remember it because I did a, a somewhat
0: minor viral video edit of that Uh, where this was around the time Assassin's Creed was starting to change and Ubisoft games were getting simpler. So you could start to do a lot of stuff with one button. Mm. So I basically just, we took that trailer, I was with Destructoid, and we put an A button prompt and just put (laughs) that over the whole thing. And that was quite funny. But I remember that. It was, yeah, it was like a big chase sequence where she's running through these streets and there's a helicopter after her. And that was... 10 years ago or something like that
2: yeah this game has clearly had multiple iterations start and fail and again this all goes back to that liberation report it sounds like on cell could not make up his fucking mind What this game was going to be And that may well be a factor in it being Announced and scrapped and shown and scrapped And started again and scrapped And this is why I don't want to hear so, like People defending, especially when it's a company
0: They like, yeah. CD Projekt Red fans yeah. When suddenly they will decide Oh you know what, crunch ain't that bad It happens everywhere and I'm like, But when we learn about the really bad crunch instances It's almost always something like this Leadership was indecisive Yeah. The creative director at the top scrapped whole things because they changed their mind now i'm not saying these things don't happen yeah just as natural parts of of game development issues happen problems arise but how much of of a negative impact those problems have on the day-to-day lives of the people working for you is directly your responsibility and something you need to account for and it has been decades of this shit and it's still not accounted for you cannot have a game director scrapping weeks of someone's life yeah. on a whim without warning you can't keep doing this to people you can't keep changing your mind part way through development on things that require the entire development to start again yeah not not without hiring more people to cover it yeah I'm, I'm sorry I know I'm going on but this is just it It Utterly infuriates me If you're a company like CD Projekt Red If you're a company like Ubisoft You've don't give me the shit That you don't you have The money to hire more People and there is
2: a Skill base Waiting for those fucking jobs Yeah yes yeah so let's, let's Move on to cyberpunk then Yeah you know what maybe if
0: you didn't Maybe if you didn't, like, hire on and then jettison over and over as as the cycle of game development, like, talented people, maybe you could build lasting teams of diverse specialists who can handle a range of things. And if you defunded the police, you could do the same thing with society. (laughs) Sorry, let's talk about cyberpunk. I can't wait for that one. I'm sure there's no issues there.
2: CD Projekt Red a while ago in an interview said, "Ah, oh, we're not going to do Crunch. Crunch is bad. We shouldn't do it. And then this week they... It, it turns out they're going to do six weeks of mandatory crunch for all employees. Well, well, I mean, we should say CD Projekt Red has never said crunch is bad you shouldn't do it.
0: CD Projekt Red's management has never historically been all of that apologetic in the first place towards no. crunch. Yeah. Now I know they've wanted to soften that since it's become far less popular to be in favour of crunch yeah. so now they're like, let's scale that back um, but in the past it was always oh, it's a reality. Oh, the way we make games isn't for everyone yeah, people burn out but that's well, What can you do? And then, yeah, last last year they talked to Jason Scryer And they're all, we won't be doing that for Cyberpunk
2: Yeah, and yeah, it turns out they're doing six weeks of mandatory mm. crunch And they tried to soften the blow by being like Oh, well, we're, we're paying them overtime And, you know, they're going to get, uh, there's benefits uh, A percentage of the profits of the game go to the people who made it That's the minimum Yeah, but that doesn't change the fact that you are mandating people to work in human hours and they don't have a choice. Yeah. You're still f- forcing them to crunch.
0: Yeah, like 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 forcing someone to do something for a reward is still forcing them to do something. You hey, know who hey. else do that? Gangsters in films who are like take this million dollars or I shoot you.
2: Hey, I'm the jigsaw killer. I'm I'm forcing uh. you to do one of my murder traps. But it's okay. I will pay you overtime and a half, but you you are being forced to do this murder trap. I want to make a game. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's not good. You shouldn't do forced crunch. That's
0: very bad. I should do Jim Saw opening a game development studio. There wouldn't have to be any Saw traps. You just make a game like the AAA game industry fucking makes one. That's torture enough and it will get you to appreciate your life because you won't have any free time to do it. So by the time you're done making my game, which will be um, uh, Crusader... Bulls, right? When you make Crusader balls, then when you're done With it and you can see your wife and kids again yes. so You can, like, have a life And, and you know, your dog will have died By then, but you get a new one I mean, just imagine the loot
1: box opportunities That Jigsaw would come up with
0: Oh how <laughs> we, Well, we did that, there's a, a We did the Jimquisition Halloween special oh, We right. did
2: a Sawtrap loot box one, one of these loot boxes will contain the key that will Save you from, from being electrocuted to death Keep putting your credit card info In and maybe you'll survive I'm you know they're doing A Passion of the Christ too Yeah I don't understand How the fuck that Can happen Well my thought is We do, we do it like sore.
0: Like Judas wakes up One morning And he's on He's on a barbed wire crucifix And he's like Oh fuck He, he thought he'd gotten away with it He fucking hadn't Jesus had thought ahead Because he's jigsawing this He's got 30 pieces of silver in his stomach And he has to dig them out so he can escape <laughs> Pontius uh, Pilate has to choose between having his, having his hands chopped off Or drowning It's very ironic don't, don't, ask, don't ask what Peter has to do to get his cock to crow three times
2: So don't, don't, don't support Crunch There's so many people who've been going Yeah, but they make such big games and they're so polished This is just how they have to happen No, they, CD Projekt Red can hire more staff they don't have to crunch the staff they have. They can hire in some temp staff to lighten the load in these last weeks.
1: They can lose a little bit more money in executive salaries and bonuses to get the job done. And hey, if they get the job done right and faster and it winds up being great, it'll sell more and you'll
0: make more fucking money anyway. Now, I'm not I'm not an expert in finance. OK, to put it mildly, I am I'm not good with money. I'm, I'm not so bad that I'm in any financial risk. Okay? But I'm not... I, I, I make bad decisions. But please support his Patreon. Patreon.com slash the GymQuisition. Oh, Patreon.com slash Jimquisition. Um, I do all right for money, but I I don't make the best decisions sometimes, and I'll buy silly things. I buy lots of silly things. But put me in charge of your company finances for a day. <laughs> any game studio, right? I won't do much, but I fucking guarantee you, with with... You, you give me no restrictions to move the money around as I see fit, I'll find you your money. I will find you the money you need to make a top quality game on time with minimal human discomfort. And when I say minimal human discomfort, I mean no one, even the executives whose bank accounts I will be fucking raiding will be uncomfortable because you can take so much money from some of the richest people in this game industry and they are so rich that no matter how much you take to cover an entire game's development, they will remain exactly as rich as they were when you started. They won't even notice it's gone. No. In fact, thanks to inflation, by the time the project's finished, many of them will have doubled to the money you took from them, from sheer interest on the money they still have left. So I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear about how layoffs are necessary. They're not. About how microtransactions are necessary. They're not. About how crunch is necessary. It isn't. None of this is necessary unless you believe in the myth of perpetual growth.
2: Yeah, so other stuff this week EA got caught putting adverts for loot boxes Into magazines aimed at eight-year-olds
0: Hang on, sorry Let me just mime holding a cigar up to my mouth As I go Wheeze <laughs> What I know Are they advertising Gambling to children Like they say They don't do Yeah definitely
2: Definitely not advertising Their FIFA Ultimate Team Loot boxes To literal children Oh Jesus fucking Christ EA Yeah They said sorry They They said sorry Did they They said sorry Oh Oh oh, We didn't Oh we didn't mean to I hope the parental locks That they told
0: the BBC To tell parents To put on their Xboxes Helped Yeah When the kids Got the When the kids Picked up the Beano And got a. (laughs) Flash page in it Saying hey Buy this football card Don't tell your parents (laughs) Holy Fucking hell Yeah How many more Like this I Oh god I realise I've been going on Especially long winded Rants today And I'm sorry I, I don't want to talk Over people But this is This is just like The crunch thing It's like how many more cocks are coming home to roost. How how much more do people need to disagree with me when I say these things, when I say that gambling mechanics are being sold to kids, right? And people want to paint me as the next Jack Thompson, right? they're advertising the actual gambling mechanics in kids' magazines, and they only stopped because they got caught. Yeah, this wasn't an accident. No, this was
2: this was a marketing decision. Fucking hell, they're not sorry. Yeah, EA's not sorry. It did it. No, and uh, other things to grumble about. I know neither of you particularly care about Pokemon Go, but um, during during COVID, they put a bunch of stuff in place so you could play from home because people couldn't go outside a lot of those things accidentally really useful for disabled people a bunch of disabled people were like oh i can i can play finally remember, Cause, yeah, yeah. um yeah like your incenses will work from home so you can bring pokemon to you without having to be walking to make it work yeah. you can get you got a bunch more gifts which meant that people that could go out and walk could send items to players who couldn't to keep them in and playing for free and they rolled all that back yeah, you no longer you can no longer use your incenses at home and all the all the all the bonus extra gifts being taken away. No. So all the people that were having a good time playing at home are gonna just not be able to anymore. And that sucks.
0: So basically Pokemon Go has turned into employers. Where suddenly all these things that were impossible that would help uh, disabled people uh, Became possible during COVID and they couldn't wait to take it all away again
2: 100% This is exactly the thing that's been happening with like work from home allowances that disabled People have been asking for for decades and oh it's just impossible it couldn't work Oh COVID's happened you can work from home we're gonna force you back into the office ASAP though It's almost as if whether it's something as simple as upgrading control
0: for next gen consoles or letting disabled people have lives it's almost as if when a company says something's impossible they're always just
2: fucking lying yeah well that's that's it like disabled people are asking for these kind of upgrades in Pokemon Go from when it launched and it got added in Covid and I made a video about this a couple of months ago being like, hey, Niantic, just fucking keep these things in. They're really good for disabled people. And uh, f- no, they're I just fucking—they're taking them all fucking out.
0: It's because it's not about disabled people. It never was. No, no. They don't care whether disabled people can work. They don't care whether disabled people can play Pokemon Go. Yeah. They're invisible and it sucks. And when you have a pain clinic, put in some ramps. I mean,
2: I'm just saying. Ugh. <sighs> Did anyone else have anything they wanted to talk about this week? Those steps sucked.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, I just want to sort of curl up into a ball and um, probably wind up just playing more Hades. Look, I, it's good. It's free I'm gonna keep <laughs> playing it.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I hope I haven't implied that you hated it. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's good. I, I it's good. do like it. That's good. Con-
2: Conrad gave it a good rating, which, which, as we all know from Jim's Breath of the Wild, means you think it's shit. Right. If it's only good, it's shit. You're saying it's good. I mean, I mean, let's. First of
0: all, right. Let's just get this out the bag. Not only are you the only one who is saying, oh, I, I think Haynes is shit. You're also the only cis person here. You're a minority. You're to be bullied. Get the fuck out. Go back to your gender re- reveal party. Oh, wow. And I'm... the gender your money gave you. So, hang
1: on. You have actually put me into a position now where I'm supposed to indicate that white people are being oppressed because I don't think
2: I could
0: do that under any circumstances. Oh, God bless you, Conrad. I'm just... I'm having a Aww. laugh, and I'll give you a little kiss on the forehead when you come oh. over.
2: Jim, I'm always appreciative of a good is a, a nice gender mum Pick it out for it's you, a joke. Good gym, <laughs> isn't it? it's, it's a, a good joke, right? It's a, it's a good, a good it's joke. A good zing.
0: Um, yeah, I don't even think I brought that shit up on Podquisition. I'm wearing knickers, by the way. That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Be succinct about it.
2: That 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 does the trick. Ah, I think that's about it. I'm gonna. I'm I'm gonna go play some Hades because that game's great and not as comrade thinks. Shit.
0: You (laughs) know what? I might go play some Hades as well. I've been playing Hades
1: this whole episode, Mm -hmm. actually.
2: i'm gonna be streaming hades tonight it's gonna be my streaming game for a while yeah hopefully i can stream
0: this week now i've got a got a couple of medicines to help me so nice maybe i'll stream tomorrow it would be thursday today if you're listening to this on the day it comes out i want to stream hades i meant to be i wanted to stream wwe battlegrounds two weeks ago because that game's fucking shit but so very streamably so did i even bring that up I must have played Battlegrounds before me. We... It's a fucking <laughs> shit game, 2k in it. So it's a fucking thirty, 40, no, forty dollar game, and it's full of microtransactions. And it's like a, the Avengers ones, where it's like, wow, the character designs are already shit, and the costumes you want me to pay money for are also really shit and boring. And I don't know how, I don't know how they've made the wrestlers look so much not to like the wrestlers they are. They've got the same character designs, the sort of big heads and hands, the sort of, um, you know, over exaggerated cartoon look that like half a dozen shitty WWE mobile games have. Except the WWE mobile games at least have characters that look like the wrestlers. I don't know what these people think wrestlers look like, but you wouldn't be able to tell who they were if they weren't wearing T-shirts with their names on Fucking hell. And you can just press a button and win. Just press a button over and over and over. Plus, it's got an updated roster. So, you know, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson is in there. Um... Uh, Alicia Fox is in there. You know, wrestlers that were recently made redundant because of COVID-19 or otherwise let go after being mistreated by the company. So it's great to have these these topical wrestlers in there. Plus, Jake the Snake is in there, who currently is on AEW Dynamite, a rival show to WWE. But in AEW, Jake the Snake Roberts... A man in his 70s who was never really that quick a wrestler to begin with is now like jumping six feet in the air to do Hurricane Ranas. So that also is very good. There's also about four different move sets, like move styles for all of the wrestlers. So again, you get characters um, like Yokozuna uh, doing high flying maneuvers and and the fiend Bray Wyatt and uh, Mandy Rose having the same move sets It's amazing, utter shame.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> so I'm looking forward to streaming that at some point
2: yeah, sounds good yep. Oh
0: not good, but sounds amusing to watch. Yeah, it's 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 very playable. Like it's one of those games that it's really shit, but it's not offensively shit, because you could just turn your brain off and just mash buttons for a few hours. Which really that's what the the optimal way to stream on Twitch is. Yeah. Is to not think and press buttons. So it's great. Because you don't have to <laughs> think too much. Except wonder why Mandy Rose And the fiend Bray Wyatt are doing the exact same things.
2: Should we wrap up there for this week? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Laura. You you sound so defeated. Laura.
0: I mean, I am, really, in general. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though, Laura. You said we don't care about Pokemon Go. I do because you care about Pokemon Go. Oh, that's very sweet. And if it's important to you, it's important to us. Oh.
1: I still don't care about Pokemon Go, I just for the record.
0: <laughs> Conrad doesn't care about Pokemon Go, but if I were to tell him there were some books available to read, some podcasts to listen to, videos to watch, and they all came from Laura
2: Kate Dale. <gasps> what more could I tell him about these things? Laura K Buzz everywhere! Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills, if you can chuck me a dollar a month there it really helps me do do all of this. I stream Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays at 10pm UK, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific, uh, every Friday, I upload episodes of Access Ability, which is a show on YouTube about accessibility and representation in the games industry. This week, we've got an episode about the upcoming consoles and what we know about them from an accessibility standpoint Ooh. and how playable they're going to be by disabled people. So check that out. It's a very good show, by the way, listeners. Do check it out. I'm very happy with that show. I'm very proud of it. Uh, LauraKBuzz.com, everything I publish Ends up there, be it freelance pieces Written pieces, podcast videos The such uh, Books, Uncomfortable Labels, it's out now It's about being trans and on the autism Spectrum and it's where books are Or, you can currently get it half Price as an audiobook on LauraKBuzzStore.com If you use the discount code Labels, with a capital L at the start, you can get it For half price for the next like week and a half Things I learned from Mario's butt it's about video game character butts, it's coming out on February 4th, 2021. Gender Euphoria, it's a bunch of nonsense people's positive, uplifting, gender-affirming stories, and that's coming out in June 2021. Gosh, those two books are like four months apart, next year's gonna be wild. Other than that, there's Pixel Squirt, which is about video game character pornography. Uh, Queer and Pleasant Strangers, where we talk about things that aren't exclusively video games. And there's Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and 7. They're all self-contained stories. I'm on that with Conrad. Oh, so you are. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Conrad Zimmerman.
1: Uh, you can support all of the internet bullshit I do at patreon.com slash fist shark. Um, you can also catch me on stream on Twitch, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, generally around 2 to 5 p.m., uh, at twitch.tv slash thatconradzimmerman. You could buy anti-capitalist propaganda from me at pinfultruth.com. And you could buy audiobooks from me at conradreads.com. And uh, other than that, I think uh, the main thing to I need to mention is that Jim, I, again, has a Patreon.
0: Yes, I do. Patreon.com slash Jimquisition. Uh, thank you very much. That is and, – and actually, well, I, I'll say it now. I've been – I meant to do this a week ago, but my back's been such a thing, I haven't gone around to doing any of the planned content or announcements. Um, But... Everything on the YouTube channel going forward now is covered by Patreon. Da-da-da-da. Let's face it, YouTube ain't making me any fucking money anymore. Uh, I was with Maker, but I don't think they knew that, and they <laughs> finally figured it out because <laughs> it was like office space, except I was actually getting paid. That was the only difference, and I wasn't being paid much. It was basically enough to cover a couple bills, but Twitch has more or less covered that
1: now. It was enough that they could negligently forget that it was being paid out. Yeah,
0: so basically I I've been trying to get off it, but I I literally couldn't because I couldn't contact anyone there. So I was just waiting for them to like check and say, oh hang on. <laughs> and we still got this loser with us. So they finally jettisoned me, which means pff, there's I mean YouTube's just a waste of time. So, I'm it's a waste of time trying to grow YouTube anymore. And I've now come to the quite pleasant conclusion, quite like uplifting conclusion that I just don't care anymore. Not about the work or the content, but I don't care about trying to grow YouTube anymore because it ain't happening. So, fuck it. You want a boggling watch? Fuck it. We'll do a boggling watch. I don't give a fuck. And it could all be ad free. So, and, and I'm genuinely excited about that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, patreon.com slash whatever, Jimquisition, uh, that'll be everything, and um, I'll work out a way to publish updates on that on Patreon that doesn't spam your inboxes, but we may be changing how we work anyway, um, so yeah, there's some changes, no ads on YouTube anymore, Twitch TV slash Jim, Jim Sterling, not Jimquisition, um, And we will be sorry again the past week and a half of not streaming, injuries and all that. But hopefully this week we'll be doing some more. And that's it. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.